Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The losing streak reaches six straights. The Islanders in D.C. tonight. Key injury sideline the Caps again over the weekend and a small but definite chance of landing the number one pick in the NHL draft. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, April 10th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. We're back after a couple of days off at the end of last week, and the final week of the regular season is here. The losing streak is at six after a hard-fought but tough loss to the Florida Panthers Saturday night at home. Unlike the game in Montreal Thursday, Ben, where the compete level was very good Saturday, not so much against the Habs at Bell Center two days prior, but I really thought the Caps rose to the moment against a team that's battling to earn a playoff spot in the closing days of the regular season. Matthew Kachuk scoring with just one minute to go in the third period. An empty netter seals it for Florida, but a much better effort and I like their compete level, even though the mathematical elimination is there. Yeah, at the very least, for those involved in the game from the Capitals' perspective, maybe you would have liked it to have seen it get to overtime so they at least get one point in the standings for themselves. But you're right, just the eye test, the compete level, just the feel of the game, it was a game. And it was a game against a team in the Florida Panthers that had a whole lot to play for. And that brought the intensity, brought a certain level of compete themselves, talking about Florida, and the Capitals met that. They met that challenge. They weren't pushovers. They certainly held their own. And again, the game-winning goal coming with a minute left in regulation. I did think Florida, to their credit, in the third period, they recognized the urgency. They very much tilted the ice in their favor. They dictated play, aided by a couple of power plays. But you're right, from the cap side of things, they showed themselves well, and they did so significantly shorthanded, missing several key cogs and literally down to just 17 available skaters. Yeah, we'll get to the injury stuff here in a minute. But the numbers in the second half, they're hard to look at, but they tell the story of how we got here with three games to go. The Capitals have won just five times in 16 tries since the beginning of March, seven times since the All-Star break with 25 games played, and the team has scored just six goals in their last four games. They've lost five of six on the road and at home, where the biggest struggles have come from just one win at Capital One Arena in the last six, and incredibly, just six home wins in the last 22 at 7th and F. That dates back to the Christmas break. No doubt, Ben, a lot of changes are coming this offseason, but the biggest change this team needs next season is to regain that home ice advantage that has really eluded them, not just this season. They weren't very good at it last season either. They got to get back to making Capital One Arena a tough place to play. For many years, a tough place to play, and part of that equation, John, was the fact that they would jump out to early leads, the Capitals. So it's kind of the DNA. It was the recipe for success. Easier said than done, perhaps, to replicate, but jump out to early leads, get the crowd involved, and once the Capitals had a lead, this was really in their DNA going back to the Barry Trotz days. They didn't give up many leads either. They would build an early lead, and their record leading after two periods, leading after 40 minutes, etc., it was really good. They did not invite teams back into games 
once they had them down, they would really put the foot to the pedal and keep it going. But that home ice advantage was a tough place to play. Crowd was involved. The Capitals took advantage of the last change, whatever it may have been. At Capital One Arena, Verizon Center, it was one of the toughest buildings in the league to play in. Certainly that home ice advantage, we haven't seen it, as you noted, over the past couple of seasons, not just this year, but certainly something that moving forward, certainly those in attendance and and those around the team would hope can get back at least a little closer to what it once was years ago. Stop me if you've heard this before, but the injuries on this team continue to hamper any sort of positive momentum. As the Capitals head to the morning skate today, looking to see if... E.J. Oshie, Anthony Mantha, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Alex Ovechkin could be available this evening or at any time over these final three games of the regular season. The Capitals are going to fall just short on Thursday of 450 man games lost to injury and all the way to the end. It's not the number of injuries as much as it's the key pieces that just keep getting dinged up. And the Capitals just haven't been able really from Halloween until now to generate any kind of positive momentum because they never really had their whole lineup together. Yeah, I think it's only a handful of games, really, if you look at Carlson, Wilson, Backstrom, and Ovechkin, that they've all been in the lineup together. Literally, you could put those games on one hand for the Capitals this season. They had kind of that big four all in the lineup together in the same game. And we'll see what the next few days represent you know hopefully the company line with Alex Ovechkin being day-to-day hopefully that is the case and we do see him again before the end of the week before the end of the regular season I do wonder about the Oshies and the Van Riemsdykes you know this has been for quite a few days already that they've been off the ice so we'll see what you know potentially is in store for those guys but yeah certainly it just is sort of symbolic and representative of the type of year it's been that here we are the final week of the season and we're still talking about this I think John maybe there were literally just a couple of games where Haglin and Brown they have their long-term injuries where those were the only two if you will who were out of the lineup talking about just about a week or two ago other than that every game it's been you know at least three players unavailable uh, for the Capitals all year and Fittingly, perhaps, the final week, not an exception. With the results of Saturday's games, one thing is now certain for the Caps in regard to the upcoming NHL draft. The maximum number of spots that any team can move up in the league's draft lottery is 10. 10 spots, meaning if you finish 12th with a 12th worst record in the league, you can only move up as high as the number two slot. So call it a silver lining to the current six-game losing skid, but Washington now has clinched at least the 11th worst record this season. Right now, they have the eighth spot in the draft order. When the ping-pong balls get released on the 8th of May, there is a small but definite chance for the Caps to go all the way to the number one spot. Telling me there's a chance, John. I'm telling you there's a chance. I believe between picks one and two... Capitals actually have north of 12%, at least in the position they're in now, in the eight hole. Fittingly, too, that it's number eight. Maybe that bodes well for the Capitals as well, if they do remain, in fact, in this position. But yeah, an above 12% chance to pick up either the first or second pick. Obviously, all eyes on number one in Connor Bedard and the quote-unquote generational talent that he is and everything he could do to potentially, you know, really get a franchise turned in in the right direction. But uh, it is something that, again, we're not used to. We're not used to following the lottery odds, and I'm sure many Caps fans will be glued to May 8th and what takes place. I will say, John, over the past week plus, I, I have found myself keeping close tabs 
on the St. Louis Blues, the Detroit Red Wings, the Vancouver Canucks, who were winners over the weekend in a shootout against Calgary. Just, you know, making sure that those teams around the Capitals and the standings are doing their part, maybe to elevate themselves higher up the standings and therefore weaken their own draft lottery odds. How's that? Yeah, they'll be in there somewhere. Being in that mushy middle doesn't get anything done. We'll see what happens between now and the final three games. But the Capitals are assured of at least a small chance of getting all the way to number one. So the road to the final two playoff spots in the East continues to flow through Capital One Arena tonight after the Panthers rallied Saturday to keep their hopes alive. It's the New York Islanders tonight that'll be in town looking to keep a hand on a spot as the season comes to a close on Thursday. If the Islanders win tonight and then win again at home against Montreal, they're in. Anything less than that, Hope is not a strategy, but it's what they'll have to lean on with Florida ending the season with two home games against Toronto and Carolina. Pittsburgh faces Chicago at home and Columbus on the road to finish. So, Ben, just like we had Saturday night where we saw the Capitals raise that level and play, I thought, fairly well against a team that had a whole lot to play for. It's going to be that same kind of situation tonight. The Islanders need a win and the Capitals trying to spoil the punch bowl. Yeah, and I just think maybe it'll be a different type of game just based on the opponent. We've seen the Islanders already three times this season and several times over the past few years, obviously, as a divisional rival. And we know how these games go, how the Islanders like to play and more or less the pace of play. It slows down a little bit with the New York Islanders. They bring the physicality, but they really don't give you much as far as offensive opportunities. They don't take too many chances themselves. It's really an exercise in patience and discipline. And from the Capitals' side, yeah, nothing to lose, but hopefully for their sake, they don't cheat the game and and get into some trouble against an Islanders team that could make you pay. They could pounce on your own mistakes, on your own turnovers, etc. So I think, again, you know, the, the games against the New York Islanders, not always aesthetically pleasing, but certainly from the Capitals' sake, you'd like to think with the Islanders in town, the intensity will be there and the opportunity to play spoiler will be in the back of the mind as well. It's Capitals and the New York Islanders tonight at 7, airtime at 6.45 on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Ben, have yourself a game day Monday, will you? Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.